I hope to see you at our CAA World Congress of Sports in New York the week of October 10th, which will be a great few days to do business and reconnect with industry colleagues. Our team has put together a fantastic agenda for Tuesday and Wednesday, October 11th and 12th. Register today by going to worldcongressofsports.com or reach out directly to me for questions or comments. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, September 21st. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Thanks for listening to the Buzzcast. Yesterday, I heard from someone listening to the Buzzcast from Uganda, and that made me feel great to know this is a Buzzcast without borders. Let's get right to the news. Big news for my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. The ACC is officially moving its headquarters from Greensboro to Charlotte leaving its home location after being founded 69 years ago in Greensboro. While the ACC has been looking for a new home for the past year, presidents and chancellors of the ACC's 15 schools selected Charlotte after considering Charlotte, Greensboro, and Orlando. Charlotte has a lot in its favor. It has hosted uh, 11 of the last 12 ACC football championship games, It is the home of the ACC's preseason football and basketball gatherings. Of course, the ACC's media partner, ESPN, has a big facility and a presence here in Charlotte. And the state of North Carolina budgeted $15 million for the ACC if the conference remained in the state for 15 additional years and held a number of conference championships in the state. So that was a big incentive to stay. The ACC's new headquarters will be located in Uptown Charlotte, just a block from the home of Sports Business Journal. It'll be part of the Legacy Union's Bank of America Tower under development now. The ACC will use the next year as a transition period to complete the relocation, but this is a shot in the arm for the Charlotte sports business scene and should position the ACC well to be in such a growth market like Charlotte. Let's move on. Don't say the Washington Commanders can't attract new sponsors. Despite all the challenging narratives and storylines around the team, the Commanders have signed a new naming rights partner. As SBJ's Terry Lefton is reporting that Ortho Virginia is the new naming rights sponsor for the Virginia Complex where the Commanders have trained since 1992. It's a 162-acre facility. It will now be called the Ortho Virginia Training Center at Commanders Park. Ortho Virginia has been handling some of the commander's medical functions and medical duties, but they haven't had marketing rights, at least for some time. This deal continues a business turnaround for the commanders, as they say they have seen a 20% increase in sponsorship revenue this season. Commander's Chief Partnership Officer Ryan Moreland handled the deal for the team, and this deal makes Ortho Virginia one of the commander's five largest team sponsors, so a big deal for the Washington Commanders set to be announced today. About a week or two ago, I think we said expect the NFL viewership numbers to see a decrease this year. Well, so far, that has not been the case, and in week two of the NFL season, CBS saw its best Sunday national window in three years, 
and its best September window since returning as an NFL media partner in 1998. Yes, CBS saw its best September viewership number since 1998 around the NFL. They had the 425 window. That, of course, had the Cowboys eking out a last-second win over the Bengals. That game averaged more than 27 million viewers, which is a great number for that late window on a Sunday. So the NFL is off to a very nice start in drawing viewers two weeks in. We'll continue to monitor the viewership trends around the league. Speaking of viewership trends, we can close the books on the WNBA season, and it was another successful season for the league, as the WNBA saw its best postseason audience in 15 years. That's according to our Austin Carp. Now, the WNBA Finals did see a overall 4% drop in viewership, but that was certainly impacted by two consecutive weekends going head-to-head against the NFL on a Sunday afternoon. But for the entire playoffs, WNBA viewership was up 22% from last year, and this strong performance came on the heels of a regular season that was up 20% from the previous year, and that marked the WNBA's best regular season viewership in 14 years. So again, we are seeing some very healthy numbers around the W as they close their season and look to build on those numbers next year. Let's shift to college sports. Pac-12 Commissioner George Kliakoff made a rare public media appearance on Tuesday and said a few interesting things. First, He said he does not anticipate any Pac-12 teams or any more Pac-12 teams exiting for the Big Ten or going to the Big 12. He also said the league continues to negotiate its next media rights deal. He spoke to John Canzano and John Wilner, two very strong college sports business reporters, and Kliakoff said the Pac-12 remains united and that if any school was considering leaving the Pac-12, they would have left by now. He also said again, more strongly than ever, that no Pac-12 schools would depart for the Big 12. Remember, the Big 12 reportedly has been targeting Arizona, uh, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah to join that conference, but Kliakoff said that will not be happening. Finally, he predicted a new media rights deal for the Pac-12 will be completed in the near future, and that's what everyone is waiting on, to see if the Pac-12 can nail down a media rights deal because most believe Any Pac-12 expansion would occur after the media rights deal is finalized, and many are watching to see who lands a media deal first, the Pac-12 or the Big 12, because that would be a key indicator. But George Kliakoff, again, remaining strong, emboldened, and saying the Pac-12 is unified as they continue their media rights talks. Meanwhile, one of the most influential owners in all of sports, will continue to stay that way. As Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment Chair Larry Tannenbaum was unanimously re-elected as chair of the NBA Board of Governors. Now, he has served as chair as 2017, and this role, of course, wields tremendous uh, power and influence over the NBA's policies and rules and approach to business. And the widely respected Larry Tannenbaum, of course, has key roles 
across three leagues. The NBA, of course, with the Raptors. The NHL, of course, with the Maple Leafs and MLS with Toronto FC. So Larry Tannenbaum remains chair of the NBA Board of Governors and will continue to have tremendous influence on that league. Sports Business Journal released the fourth annual class of our New Voices Under 30, which is presented by Anheuser-Busch, MGM Resorts, and Turnkey ZRG. These 30 leaders are positioned as just that, future leaders of the sports business, and they were selected by an outside panel of more than 20 judges. So more than 200 nominees were considered, and 30 new voices under 30 were selected. Learn more about this year's class in this week's issue of Sports Business Journal. And this week, SBJ's David Broughton takes the wraps off the best minor league markets in America. Can you care to guess who has the top spot? Well, I'll help you out. Charleston, South Carolina, came out as the number one minor league market. Read all about it on sportsbusinessjournal.com for David Broughton's extensive list on the top minor league markets in the U.S. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, September 21st. I'm Abe Madcore. Thanks a lot for listening. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.